Hi everyone, I'm Melissa Wilkerson. I'm with the CARE Office here on campus, Center for Advocacy, Response, and Education. And today I'm here with Bethany to talk about a new service we'll be offering this fall right here on campus. My name is Bethany Berg and I am a physician assistant at the University Health Center here on campus. So Bethany, tell us a little bit about what's coming to the Health Center this fall for our students. Yes, of course. So this fall, we are rolling out additional services for any students who have been, who are survivors or were victims of sexual assault or sexual violence um, with the addition of adding on now SANE services, which stands for Sexual Assault Nurse Examiner, also called a, a safe service, if you've ever heard that term, which just stands for Sexual Assault Forensic Examiner. Um, and as of now, the services would be provided by myself. Currently, as we go into the fall semester, the SANE services would just be available during clinic hours, which would be Monday through Friday, eight to five. Um, with a possible Saturday morning if needed. If a patient or a survivor would need care outside of those hours, we would recommend they go to one of the local emergency rooms just because they have 24 seven care available. Otherwise, we would be available to assist them at any point. And it's always a good reminder that you do have 120 hours, so you're welcome to go to the ER, but depending on the situation, the next day you could call us first thing and we could definitely take care of you. So can you tell us a little bit more about what all a SANE exam or often referred to, commonly referred to as a rape kit, tell us a little bit about what that entails. Yeah, so any survivor of an assault can get a SANE kit completed at any point up to 120 hours after an assault, which is equal to five days. That is just to allow for evidence collection. So when a patient or survivor would present to the clinic, they would tell us that perhaps, or when we find out, and then this allows for us to do a whole head to toe exam, check for any injuries. We would get to then if, if the survivor wants to complete an evidence kit that would then could be passed on to law enforcement for further investigation. Um, it allows us also to give them medications they may need, talk through options and resources and such things. So a couple questions. You said that if they want to, if they want to go through this evidence collection. So whose choice is that? Always the patient or survivor. We, my goal is to meet them where they are. You can do as little or as much as you want to of the exam. If you don't want to report anything or do any evidence collection, perfectly fine. You can come in and we can just do talk about medicines, options, where to go from here. And if you want to do the full kit and talk to law enforcement and do an investigation, happy to support you whatever the patient decides is best for them. Does someone coming in to get a SANE exam automatically start a reporting process with law enforcement or the university? That's a great question. And no, so the state of Nebraska has three options. So if someone, a patient survivor was to come in and complete a kit with myself for SANE, it does not mean they have to necessarily start an investigation. We have an, op an option in this state for anonymous reporting, which means that the patient or survivor can complete an entire kit, do all the evidence collection, and it will be sealed and law enforcement will hold onto that kit for up to 20 years if or when the survivor decides they want to pursue an investigation. Um, there's also options obviously for full reporting and also something called partial reporting, but no, seeking out care kind of preserves your option to potentially start an investigation in the future, but it doesn't mean you have to talk to anyone if you don't want to. Great, and when it comes to reporting options, you're always welcome to come and talk with a care advocate to explore what those options mean, what they entail. So tell us a little bit about how much information are you giving the patient or the student as the procedure's taking place? Yes, we try to go step by step through the process. I never want to jump into something before people know what's going on. So typically we try to lay out like, this is what a perfect world would be like if you want to do all these steps. If you don't want to do X, Y, and Z, we won't do it. Um, and as we go through each step, we'll say, I would say again, you know, like we're getting ready to do this. 
do you want to do this or do you change your mind? At any point, if they said they no longer want to do it, perfectly fine. Like we're not by any means going to force anyone. I just am here to support them in any way that we can. So talking about support, is the individual allowed to have a supportive person in the room with them during the time of the exam? Yep, typically it would be myself, the provider, and then the patient, and then we often try to have one of our advocates or someone in an advocate role. They can help the patient navigate all the way from the initial visit with myself through all the steps and offer many more resources than I even know about, um, and they would be confidential as well. But yes, they are definitely allowed support if they need it. So oftentimes what happens is my office, the care office, gets a call from the health center, letting us know if they know ahead of time that someone's coming in who might be seeking services as a result of a sexual assault or a domestic violence incident. Um, and when that happens, we can report to the health center so that we can support someone if they choose. So again, it's always the individual's choice, even if they have someone like myself, a confidential advocate present. So I just mentioned the fact that I'm confidential and the advocates within the care office are confidential. Talk to us a little bit about you, your services, and the same exam, and the levels of confidentiality that you offer. Yeah, great question. One people worry about often. But yes, everything contained within the visit with myself or whoever for the SANE exam would be confidential. Um, we would not be sharing that with anyone else unless the patient or survivor wants us to explicitly. Um, even that includes people worry about we would not be sharing it with friends, family, um, teachers on campus, that kind of stuff, unless the patient was to give us permission for that. How about insurance? Will it show up on someone's insurance records? No, because, so currently the services offered at the health center for a SANE exam would be of no cost to the patient because we are lucky enough that we have funding available and a process in, in place that would cover the cost of the exam, any testing that was needed, any medications that was needed. So cost should never be prohibitive for the patient receiving care. So if I understand it correctly, it's confidential service and it's free of charge to students for both the exam and any medications that we might be prescribed as a result of the exam mm -hmm. or the situation. Correct. Okay, great. Bethany, thanks so much for being with us today and giving us some more information about this new program that's being offered right here on our campus. So important for students to be aware that this exists and it's free of charge. If you have questions or want more information, you can always reach out to the CARE um, office or our website, care.unl.edu or at uh, the health center website, which is help.unl.edu.